Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, as often happens on Chef AJ Live, one guest is referred by another, and today's guest, Shelly Watts, was referred by a previous guest who you all know, Brittany Giruti. She likes to think of herself as all plants, all the time. Please welcome her to the show. It's nice to meet you, Shelly. Well, thank you so much for having me, Chef AJ. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll be honest. I took a peek at the slides you're going to share. So I kind of see something in the pictures that's going to make a great story. But why don't you tell everyone your story when you became vegan or plant-based? Why? So what was your journey? Okay. My journey was I will be fully plant-based June 24th this year for four years. And it started because I had serious health problems diabetes, type two, high cholesterol, high blood pressure for many, many years, was on several medications, nothing was really getting better. Um, I really put a lot of it to the fact that, you know, I had a high stress job. I was a high school, public school teacher for 36 years. And uh, it was like, well, you have a stress job. So therefore, you know, I gave myself permission to just eat whatever I wanted. I've considered myself a sugar addict for since childhood because I've always gravitated towards sweets and lots of them. And things were just getting progressively worse. I retired and then continued to eat crap. And I thought, why are you doing this when you now don't have the excuse of, you know, uh, having a high stress job, you're, you know, you're tired. <laughs> I don't have a husband. I don't have pets. I don't have children. So I thought, what stress, you know? That's so, funny because yeah, people, when I, when I see people live alone, like they go, they can't have a clean environment. And I'm like, but you live alone. <laughs> and it's, it's super clean now. Cause I'm high conscientious, but uh, prior to all of that, I really knew things were, you know, they were just getting worse. And my family has longevity. My grandmother made it to 96, my mother 88. My father is currently 99 years old, just had a birthday and doing well for 99. Uh, so it was like, well, you're going to live to see 100. And one day it occurred to me, it was like, well, why bother living to 100 if you're going to be in a nursing home in a diaper or no leg or can't see? So... Um, I finally decided to do something about it and, you know, got on the internet like most people and started looking up things. And this is where I give God the praise because I was led like to your website and then you interviewed Dr. Nathan Gershfeld and then I was directly with Dr. Nathan Gershfeld. So it was like, well, that shouldn't have happened quite like that, but it did. And Robbie Barbero and Cyrus Kambada with the Mastering Diabetes Program. Again, those two things really got me on, on the path. And so I just jumped in 110%. I went to uh, Nathan's for a uh, fast. And I was just simply amazed that in 10 days, he was able to get me off medications that I had been on for 25, 30 years. That's incredible. So you, so was like fasting almost like your first point of entry? Yeah, it was. I kind of thought, well, if you're going to do this, let's just go all in. You know, I, I wasn't sure. I knew I had to leave my house. I did know that it was like, you can't pull this off in this space, in this town at this time. And it was like, just go away somewhere where somebody really knows what they're doing and can help you. And so that's, that's was the, the choice. Uh, True North, I did consider because I had heard of it, but I kind of thought, well, that might be a little too busy for me. I thought I needed kind of smaller and more intimate. So when I saw your interview with, with Nathan, it was like, well, I think I'm going there. <laughs> well, that's good to know that people watch the show and they, and that yeah, I love to hear, I love to hear things yeah. like that. Had you ever heard of a vegan or a plant-based diet or even medically supervised uh, therapeutic water fasting before you started Googling? <laughs> No, I knew none of this. And um, you're going to chuckle. I'm a retired home ec teacher. So I actually taught nutrition, but not correct nutrition, you know, now based on what I know. 
Um, what did you teach, if I may ask? And, and I'm curious because um, when I went to junior high in 1971, um, uh -huh. they, they had home ec and I loved it. And then they actually, in, in the state of California, got rid of it. And I thought it was amazing because that's where I learned skills like sewing and cooking. And we still did that. That was the, the main thing. Uh, the nutrition to me was not as accurate as what I know now, but there was still a you know, a decent nutrition uh, course was taught and sewing as well. I did both over the years. Pardon me. I also did what they called living skills. So I taught people how to do a checkbook or buy a car or get their first apartment. You know, so I was always surprised when people were like, well, you don't need home ec. I'm thinking, yes, you do. Mine's the one class that actually teaches you how to live, you know. Absolutely. So, what did you teach in the cooking segment? I taught, um, we kind of went through just units, you know, like we'd have a vegetable one, we'd have a meat one, you know, we'd have a dessert unit. So we, we kind of did it by categories and, you know, we would uh, go through the steps involved to prepare food. So they had to learn baking and frying and stir frying and those kinds of things and equipment. So, because in the beginning, they would be mad at me that they weren't cooking day one. And it would be like, well, you have to learn a few things before we actually cook, you know. I wonder if things would be different in the way you taught the curriculum had you gotten this information before you retired. I know. It would, I think it would have been an amazing unit to, to do a plant-based unit. And I, I'm retired now, but I still feel like I teach, you know. Um, after I learned, and I jumped in 110%. I was watching summits and interviews and, and all of your stuff and Robbie and Cyrus's things. And, you know, when I went to Nathan's, you know, he had his lectures a couple of times a week and, you know, and just every day, um, you know, having the meals at first, it, it was just such a learning experience. It was so eye opening to find out, you know, we're eating crap and, it's just not a good idea, you know. Well, as long as you're admitting to it, what kind of crap did you eat? Because don't worry, no judgment here. I used to drink Slurpees <laughs> every day till I was 43 for breakfast. Well, and I, I know that about you, and I'm not too far behind you. I was Frosted Flakes with like probably a third cup of sugar added to the bowl and whole milk and things changed over the years I would do switch to pudding or it would be ice cream cones or it would be candy uh, but whatever it was that I was hooked on at any given time I would just eat and eat and eat and eat that until I was you know just about ready to explode and I would continue to eat some more you know and so I now realize that was a very heavy sugar addiction and I was somehow proud of that, which which I look back now and find scary that, you know, I, um, you know, I would say, well, I can eat 24 ice cream cones. I'm like, why would you boast about that? You know, <laughs> oh, my. So, but I, I have actually done that. I've eaten 24 ice cream cones in a 24 hour period of time. OK, I'm glad it was a 24 hour period instead of yeah. Yeah, I did start like the night before and ended like the <gasps> afternoon of the next day, but it was just like, okay, why are you doing that? You know, well, did you did, did you suffer any consequences? You mentioned you were in medicine for 25 years yeah. and I'm guessing, did you have extra weight at the time? Yep. I went from very slim and slender in high school and into college and then over that probably first 15 to 20 years I taught, I went up to 240 pounds. I put on 70 pounds. Wow. My normal healthy weight would be about 140, 100, 150 to 160 pounds because I'm about 5'10". Um, but I just ate every year. I ate more and more and more. And the higher the stress, um, we had a little uh, candy station in the faculty room and my classroom was right next to it. So every day I'd go over and put my 25 cents in the jar and get a pack of M&Ms. And, and I was getting the peanut M&Ms. And so by the time the end of the school year completed, I was at like four to five packs of M&Ms per day at the job. Regular or peanuts? 
peanut. I was yes, going, of course, peanut. that's the right answer. <laughs> of course. So, <laughs> and it was just like, you know, and I'm slowly putting on weight. And again, I was a home ec teacher who could sew. So I think I was actually adjusting the clothes and not really noticing, okay, you've put on some weight here, you know? Yeah. You know. What, what grades were you teaching? Was it I high was school? high school home ec, nine through 12th. What was the food like that they fed the students? Like, was there a cafeteria? Did they bring their lunch? I'm curious how the children were eating. Yeah, uh, crap, more crap. I mean, I, I look at it now, there was pizza. It was like a cycle of about probably two to three weeks worth of menus. And it would be pizza or burgers or chicken, like a, you know, a baked chicken patty thing with a breading on it. Um, there was a salad, but not much of it. There was always a milk on the, you know, menu and an ice, you know, a dessert. Um, very few whole vegetables or fruits were available. It was mostly prepackaged. You know, so it just, you know, I thought, no wonder children are the way they are in class because look what they're eating, you know. Did, how, how many years were you teaching? I did 36. I did the full wow. 36 years. That's amazing. Did, are we allowed to ask your age? Because you mentioned your dad yes. was 99, yes, so I'm guessing... Are. I will be 70 in November. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You could I could have sworn 20 years less than that, but that's amazing. <laughs> so I wonder in the 36 years you were teaching, did you notice any change in the students? Like did they start getting larger as well? Yeah, larger and um mentally. That's what I think at the time I could not have told you exactly what's going on. I I, I wasn't connecting the dots as well. Um, but I think, you know, I think back to decisions and choices and, you know, answering questions on a test, you know, those kinds of things. It's like they, you know, some children had quite a lot of difficulty doing that. And I'm thinking, well, if you're eating sugar all day and skipping breakfast and not sleeping well, you're not going to do well as a student. Yeah. Which is, it's sad, you know. You'd it's, think it's they'd sad. make the That's link, sad. make them make the connection, you know. Because yeah. there are some, I've I'm been informed now that there are some districts that understand that and actually do have a chef and healthy foods being prepared for children. That's you fantastic. Know? And they see test scores come up and more, you know, they're more focused. They can answer questions. They can reason. They can solve a problem you know, which is really nice to see, you know, that happening. Yeah. You know, there's a school when I still live in Los Angeles called the Muse School founded by Susie Amos, the wife of the director, James Cameron. And it's basically plant-based school, you know, and you don't have to be plant-based to come there, but that's all that's allowed on the campus. And that's all they serve the students. Thank goodness. It, it's actually happening in places, you know, that's something that yeah. is amazing. Well, so you still like frosted flakes for breakfast. What's your breakfast now? It's now it's steamed vegetables. Hey, my that's kind of what I eat too. My favorite is Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and then there'll be some like spinach or kale. You know, I get throw that on the top like the last minute or two. But well, that's a far steam. cry from Tony the Tiger. Yep, big bowl of steamed vegetables and then salads. And um, I still like my starches. So sweet potatoes and Yukon goals are my favorite potatoes. So, oh, you like you? I like you. Of, of the white potatoes, I think I like Yukon goals the best, but my favorite is the sweet potato, though, the banana, though, not the orange. And it took me a while to find that because you always made reference to that. And I thought, well, what is the Hannah yam? You know, so I'm all over the place trying to find that, you know. And I like the Hannah yams. I also like the Japanese purple sweet potato. That's oh, yeah. Like oh, those are fantastic. Too. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm hooked on those. <laughs> what you, you, you know, it was interesting because you said that in your school, they kept doing home ec. You know, I only am familiar with what was taught in California, but I remember when I, before I got to high school, physical education was stopped too. Like that was, it was, they just didn't have it anymore. They didn't have PE or gym. Did they have that at your school? 
They still did in my district. Um, it just got reduced so much, though, because I, you know, kind of hung out with some of the phys ed teachers and they'd be, you know, you had 40 minutes to get kids dressed out the door to do a little softball or something or and then back in and they have to shower and change. So you're really exercising maybe 15 minutes out of the 40, you know, or 20 minutes out of the 40. Yeah. So it's a shame. And, and just so many districts cut home ec or music or art, you know, to me, the the other, you know, subjects that I think really feed children's spirit, you know, and they yeah. were just, you know, money like the budget came first, you know. Those are always my favorite classes. Anything that was the elective calligraphy, you know, yeah. I, mean, I just wish we could have just done electives and not not the boring stuff, you know, math, science. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, so funny. Hey, yeah. you know, I know that you prepared a little bit of a presentation for us. Do you want me to start sharing the screen? Uh, yes, please. Sure. I'll okay, I, that. Can, I can do that. I have mine printed, so I think I can go yep. through. Here. There you go. You just tell me when to advance it. Oops. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. this one was done. I did a presentation and my sister's a college professor at a local college in, in Pennsylvania. And so I did a presentation for her uh, students. So that's why you see the date there and you can go on to the next slide. And this was kind of all my bullet points that I, you know, elaborated a bit on. I, I was extremely arrogant about food. Um, I just chose to eat badly and continue to eat badly and made excuses for eating badly and was even proud of eating badly. And I look back on that time with some sadness, you know, but I had to go through what I had to go through, you know. So I overate in all of those categories of the sugar, salt and fat. You know, I had type two diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Um, and things were just getting worse, you know, I would have blurry vision some mornings, you know, I had inflammation all through my body. I, over the years, had packed on a full 70 plus pounds there. And uh, I finally, you know, prayed and, you know, kind of got got with God and said, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Do you want to be in a nursing home? Do you want to be dead? You know, do you want to actually live life and have some fun? And so um, as soon as I made that decision, things really did fall into place. Like um, the Mastering uh, Diabetes Summit showed up kind of just magically on my computer. And um, I will, you know, give props to Robbie and Cyrus. They really know their stuff and they really care and help people a great deal. So their book, Mastering Diabetes, I highly recommend for anybody who's got diabetes. And, you know, I just started researching and just books and articles and interviews and people just kind of all fell into place. And from there, I kind of made a plan. And I knew science now, I kind of I do now, like, really don't make too many decisions now without some science backing them up, you know, and I thought rather than me struggle to try to figure out what the plan should be, it's like, why don't I go to somebody who actually has a plan? And so you can move on to the next slide there. And that's Shelly at, uh, I think, 13, 12, 13. In the middle picture, that Shelly as a lifeguard is 16, 17. And then the third picture is Shelly in her uh early 20s so and they're kind of faded because they are old but I tried to scan them and you know get them into the system and you can go on to the next so it looks like you did not start out overweight no I didn't I was a stick I was a stick and um but I ate a lot of food early on in life and so it finally didn't actually start to catch up to me until like mid-20s going into late 20s but um, I was always this heavy eater of food. You know, if everybody else had one baked potato, I wanted three baked potatoes. So 
But that's what's so great about calorie densities. You can yeah. have baked potatoes as long as you don't put butter or cheese or oil or on them. And I was doing all of that. My baked potato, of course, was loaded with things. Now I eat, you know, baked potato without anything on it and love them, you know. They're so good. It's amazing how the taste buds change, isn't it? And they can change. And that's why we got to give people hope that, it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it really can happen for you, too, I believe. Yep. So and next slide. Okay. Ooh, and yes. That's, Ooh, that's, that's me not... at the highest weight. Yeah. And I look at those two pictures and I look at all that around my neck, you know, in the, in the larger picture there. And I thought, okay, Shelly. And again, I'm standing there like I'm proud to be that size, you know, and I thought, wow. But that to me is how bad sugar is in the brain. You know, you really don't think well. I think back to decisions and choices I made. I wasn't thinking clearly, you know, and I now look back and know that was the sheer level of, of bad food in my body all the time. You know, my brain was struggling to try to, to do the right thing, you know. How, long, how much weight did you lose and how long did it take you to lose it? I lost 70 altogether. I lost 20 at the retreat doing the fast. I fasted 17 days. He fed me well. He fed me well. I'll say that about my, my buddy, my favorite Dr. Nate. Uh, he fed me well for 10 days, salads and vegetables three times a day. And that brought off about six, seven, eight pounds and got me off the medications. And then we started the fast and did that 17 days. And that dropped about another, like, you know, eight to 10 pounds off. And some of that went back on, you know, when I went back home and started eating, but consistently, you know, weight was coming off because I went 100% into a plant-based diet after that, you know. I had my last burger like three weeks before I saw um, Nathan and said goodbye to it, enjoyed it. And then I kind of thought when I did the fast, it was like, well, maybe you'll, you know, go back to meat when you're done. Maybe every now and then a special occasion. And by the third day of the fast, it was like, I don't think I ever want meat again. So that that the fasting to me made it easier to make the choices the better yeah, choice that's what dr goldhammer says what have your friends and family said about your transformation well i kept it a big fat secret nobody knew i was going i swore my sister to secrecy <laughs> and so people thought i was i had a drug problem <laughs> <laughs> people thought I was away and uh, uh, rehab. I got quite a few different stories of what people thought was going on. I came back home though, and I looked so different. Like, I mean, the weight had just come off of me, you know, and I was impressed myself. It was like, wow, you know, my dad, my brother looked at me and my, my brother said, I thought you had a drug problem. I was like, no, I didn't have a drug problem. That's I said, well, I did. It was sugar, you know. Um, so in a way, you did have a drug problem. <laughs> yes, I did have a drug problem. But people were like completely blown away. A lot of people did ask what I had done. And I get the reaction now of, you know, well, I could never do that. And I'm like, well, you don't have to do what I did, but do something, you know, make some serious hard choices and actually take some steps towards better health, you know. Yeah. And it is challenging, but it is doable. So, well, you know, I always like the saying, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yes, you do say that. And I, I like that. It's a very good, very good statement to make. And I just think you can do stuff. You know, I think you, my sister and brother, both now going into year four have actually made a few changes. I'm so proud and excited for both of them. You know, my brother called me one day and said, well, how do you make those potatoes you make, you know? <laughs> and uh, cause he knows there's nothing in them but the potatoes, you know? And so I gave him the recipe and my jaw just about dropped. I thought, well, Howard's asking for a recipe from his sister. <laughs> So oh, I was, what, I was what did like, your dad think of your transformation? My dad was like, wow. And he still um, like 
I think has thought, you know, well, why doesn't she meet? I don't think he quite gets, you know, why I gave things up, you know, but he understands I show up to his house. I'm because I'm single. I travel with food. You know, I, I, I prepare food that I eat to go with me when I go places. So I visit him on a regular basis and, uh, I take my my big lunch bag with me, you know, and he goes, oh, wow, because, of course, I've got this huge bowl of vegetables and he's got like, you know, two pieces of lettuce and, you know, a little small piece of meat and a bun or a roll or something, you know, and, and a cookie. My dad always eats a cookie. So and I don't need any of those things now. So, wow. What um, was what was the hardest thing, if anything, to give up? The frosted flakes. The, <laughs> the hardest, I think, is the sugar, and because it changed over the years with what was my favorite sugary thing, I, I can't say that there's one in particular. Um, the final thing that I was eating was a was a candy that had like nuts and caramel and chocolate or milk chocolate in it, and it was chewy. And so that combination was like, I, I could eat like, a, you know, a hundred of those, you know, it was like, okay, you cannot have any of these anymore. And I think the fast really helped because I don't desire these things. It's pretty rare now. It's pretty rare. And I think it's now four years. So that's been helpful. Every now and then I will see something and think, oh, wow, I do miss that. And then it's like, it's okay you know you've, you've got really good food and, and I could cook before so I, I think I cook as well if not better now you know absolutely I season with vinegars and spices and, and I always could season food I always did season food well even as a cook of the of the former way but uh it's like now I use a bunch of flavored vinegars, which I found out from Chef AJ, California Balsamics. Well, you're going to get two free bottles of the flavor of your choice. Some people come on the show just for the free vinegar. <laughs> and I like when you first showed him, I thought, well, I'm going to order some of these. And, and Dr. Furman's got some as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have some of those. And the very original one you showed on one of your cooking shows in, in your former living habitat it was um can't think of the name of it now but it was a thicker I remember it was really thick and you said it was like four percent you know yep. that's that's what gives it that nice yeah. you know stick to itiveness on the veggies yeah and I was like oh I had that all over the Brussels sprouts it was like well this is good <laughs> I thought I can eat this that's fantastic so Yep. And uh, just so many things I learned, you know, I was going to say, I guess we can probably jump to the next slide. Well, you know what they say, Shelly, when the teachers, when the students ready, the yep. teacher appears. Yep. And one of my best teachers was Nathan and then Luce Korea, who was the chef at, uh, at Fasting Escape at the time. She had these just little mini lessons, like almost every day, you know, it was like how to prep, how to use this, how to take one vegetable and make it in four different ways. It was just, you know, I learned so much there. So I, I want to honor her as well. She just, you know, it was a phenomenal thing that I learned all that. And I had such a solid base to take back home. You know, it was like, okay, I knew all the science stuff from Nathan. I knew how to take care of my body. I knew how to cook, you know. So I, I was, I feel like I was really set up to be successful you know, as, as Dr. Lyle would say, get the environment right. I came right home and it was like, boom, you know, like, let's change out the kitchen here. And I had, you know, I was a cook, so I had pots and pans and knives and all that. I kind of got rid of a few things and added a few things, you know, kind of reworked where things were in my kitchen. And I was off and running. I was off and running, but from the chart here, you can see I did the before and after on a chart so people could actually Wow, oh, look at the difference in monthly look medication. At the difference, yeah. Can I ask which, okay, so we, I'm guessing you probably were on blood pressure medication? Yep. I was on two blood pressure medications. I was on four diabetes medications. I was on a water pill. Wow. Uh, and the 14.0 AC1, uh, A1C, sorry is like, I knew that was bad, but I really didn't know how bad that was 
until um, I heard some other doctors talk about A1C. And um, Dr. Nathan actually used me as an example in one of his interviews. And when he shared that with the interviewer, they gasped like out loud. And I thought, well, how bad is 14? You know, I thought, oh my goodness, 14 is like, almost like I could have been dead, you know? So I'm pretty, so I'm pretty proud might, of myself that I'm down to 5.6 now. <laughs> and you know, a lot of ways you might, you might've been a ticking time bomb if you hadn't made some changes. Yeah. Well, I think I, I said to, I said to Nate, I said, you know, I said, I think I'm alive because of you. You know, I think that I would have had another six months to a year. I would have either massively stroked out or full heart attack or, you know, or died. You know, I think I was that close to all that. When I look back now at how bad my health was, you know. Wow. So well, we should put all proud the of those numbers. <laughs> we should make sure that in the show notes for this show, we put all of his information. So people that want to get in touch with him yeah. fast or yep. a consultation, they can. Yep. And he's, he's, he's smart. He's very kind. He's very caring about his patients, but he, he's an excellent problem solver, which I feel like he always credits Dr. Goldhammer. And I think, you know, that's a skill set you have because you know, everybody who came to the the retreat, you know, we all had various problems and, you know, he had to kind of be sharp and figure out, okay, what's going on? Why are they reacting this way and, and how to help, you know, because my, my crazy story is that I was standing up in, in a room talking to another person who was at the retreat at the time and we're just yakking away that afternoon and I'm on my feet like probably a good 40 minutes and all of a sudden my heart's pounding and racing my heartbeat's racing I'm thinking what's happening what's happening you know we call Dr. Nathan he comes running up he goes well, what were you doing what were you doing I was like nothing I've just been standing here talking to this my friend here and he goes you can't stand and be fasting <laughs> I thought, okay Shelly sit down wow so he How long of a stay did you have at the fasting escape? I did 35 days the first one. I went out and because we got the blood pressure almost normal. And he kind of suggested at the time, he said, you know, if you could do a few more days, he said that would probably bring it, you know, really bring it down to, to a really good level. So I called the travel agent and said, can you change my flight and, you know, the hotel and all of that? And she did. And I stayed like another week. So had you ever heard of fasting before? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. I mean, I was kind of vaguely aware people fast, like, you know, for religious reasons or something. But it was like um, it was like I really knew nothing about fasting because when I arrived that day, I didn't even realize you can't be on medication and fast. And so that's why I ended up being fed for 10 days just to bring everything down enough to get me off meds so I could fast. Wow. Was it was it hard fasting? No, you know, people say I shouldn't say it like that. Uh, day one and a half into day two was challenging because it was like, how am I going to go? I mean, I ate all the time. So it's like, how am I going to make it 10 minutes, let alone a day? And I actually... I stayed in bed that day. I said, let's just stay in bed. Let's just chill. You know, let's not watch TV. And I got through lunch and I got through dinner. And then I thought, well, let's just go to bed early. And the next day, I'm not a big morning breakfast person anyway. So I thought, well, I can make it through the morning time. And by lunch, I was kind of thinking I'd like to eat, but it's like, well, let's just try to keep going. And so, um, I made it to dinner that next day. And then it was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be okay. And he had explained that your brain will kind of shift off, you know, once you, it realizes you're not going to feed it, you know, and it did. Cause I thought, well, that doesn't really happen, but it actually did. By the second, third day, I was like, you know, I can make it a couple of days. And I had him, he and I had our little joke because he'd come up to, you know, check my my vitals. And I would be, doctor, I can give you till five days now. And he'd be, well, let's just see how it goes, you know. And I'd be, I can give you five days. <laughs> so we would laugh about that. And then when I made it to the fifth day, I was like, I can do 10 days. <laughs> 
And he was just like, we'll see. And I thought, no, I can do 10 days. So then I got to 10. And then when I got to 10, I thought I can get to 15. And it just got easier each day because you don't really think about food, you know? Incredible, especially for someone that's never done it to just take a leap of faith like that. Yeah. And I did. And I thought when I went, I did go with the attitude of, I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do, you know, even if it sounds strange to me, you know. And Had so, you read any books from any of the plant-based people? No, I hadn't. I actually found out about the, I'll flash the magazine here, the National Health Association, because he had their magazines there. And uh, so I read those while I was, you know, relaxing and resting, you know. And then who knew, like two years later, I would actually end up in the magazine, which I thought <laughs> was so cool. So cool. So, and then, so yeah, those are the slides of the numbers. And then I think I have some pictures there of food. You can jump to some, to the next slide, Chef Adrian. Oh, wait, hey, you're a rock and roller? That's me. I went out to the conference last year and we went over to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Ohio. And uh, I, again, my, I'm excited for life. I laugh. I have joy. You know, I have positive feelings. And I was a very negative, Debbie Downer, depressed type person. You know, I was always Miss Doom and Gloom. I was never excited about anything. It was just like, let's just trudge through the day. Let's just go to my job and get this done. So this is Shelly. I call her Shelly 2.0 now. Because <laughs> Shelly 1.0 was pretty miserable. You would not have wanted to hang around me for five minutes, let alone, you know any amount of time so I uh, this uh the lady I took the tour with she took this picture of me and I thought this is this is the way I am now like I'm fun and excited and let's do this and let's go there you know I know you've been retired for a few years but did any of your former co-workers or students get a glimpse of you yeah, people didn't even recognize me. I ran into a colleague and she and I were pretty close at school. And I said, I saw her at a store one day and I said, hi. And she looked at me like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, you really have, you really have changed in the way you look, Shelly. So, Funny. so yeah. And I had to, I had to tell her who I was. I had to tell her who I was. She was like, oh my goodness, you know, she was just like in shock. She really didn't believe it. So that so. is funny when the, if somebody doesn't recognize you. Yeah. So you can move on there. Thanks, yeah. Chef AJ, for pushing the button there. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been doing this for years. I, my finger is very good at this. If that's your breakfast, that looks delicious. That's that the um, sweet potato and Brussels sprouts. That's a breakfast thing. I do my own flavored waters. I finally one day was like, well, I'd like some flavored, you know, like carbonated water. And um, I thought, well, it's just water and fruit and spice, you know, and some herbs like, you know, why pay $2.99 for a can, you know? <laughs> And the, the, the fruit salad at the bottom is my take on Chef Bravo's fruit salad. So it's got cilantro and onions, and I think five fruits are in there. Some peaches and watermelon, pineapples, grapes, and uh, I forget the third, last one. But I saw him do a, you know, a little video, and I thought, well, who would put onion with watermelon? you know, and a fruit and it's going to taste good. And it actually does. So I stole his, I stole his recipe. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably okay with that. Yep. So, and I actually sent him an email and, and said something and he responded back and that really was touching to me. I was like, Oh, that's, that's so nice. And I thought, and while we're on it, I will give kudos to the other chef that I, I follow and, and make stuff from. I got the book. I might have to mail it to you, Chef AJ, so you can autograph it. <laughs> Aw, thank you. That looks like infused water in the upper right-hand corner. I know. It's, it is. It's just, you know, I when especially summer comes, you know, I'll get the fruits. I'm very blessed in that. I'm near Lancaster County, which is farmland in Pennsylvania. 
So there's a lot of access to fresh fruits and vegetables from really April all the way to about October. Yeah. Nice. So how, far, it, how far are you from Philly? I'm about two hours, about two hours from Philly, about four and a half from Pittsburgh. So oh, wow. And 10 minutes from Hershey Park, if you care about chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so, and oh. you can go on to the next slide. Oh, that's beautiful. Are yeah. those purple green beans? Purple green beans, which is pretty, them. they're only kind of, you know, they show up for a short period of time and then they disappear and then they disappear. So, but again, another fruit salad, the, the dish with the mixture is what I eat a lot. I always just kind of have some combination of vegetables and I steam or roast them and throw the vinegar on and the spices on and have a big bowl of them. That's beautiful. So next slide. They're all this, your food. Oh, you're making microwave potato chips. This is my mic because I love potato chips. And I thought, well, I'm not giving up potato chips. So these have like a garlic seasoning on them. No salt at all and no oil. And they're delicious. Yeah, really I don't good. overeat them because I'm slicing you know, like one potato at a time on a mandolin, you know. And so I and also I, without the sugar, oil and salt to stimulate you, you don't overeat the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So every now and then I'll get a couple Yukon goals and say, OK, it's time for potato chips. <laughs> and my bake uh, item over there that got me through the Christmas the first year. Um, I um, I was terrified to go to my parents' house because it was going to be cookies, pies, cakes, and the whole bit. They were going to be out visible the whole time. I had to be there for three days over the Christmas holiday. And so I made, this is nothing but oatmeal and fruit and cinnamon. And, you know, I just cook, cook as I say, I cook the crap out of the fruit in a big pot. And then I throw in the oatmeal and stir it around and put it in a bacon dish and so I took three big pans of that with me and I ate that while everybody else ate cookies and things. And my sister was very kind that she had kind of all the sugary stuff moved to a, a side table. So it wasn't out in front of my face the whole time at yeah. Christmas. And well, I had a nice really nice Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say, it's nice that your family's supportive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I hear, I'm, I'm sad when I hear that, you know, like I've been at retreats now with women who are married and they're like, oh, my husband, he doesn't eat this way. And he's like, wants me to make him, you know, meat every day. And I'm thinking, wow, that is, you know, like, you know, support your wife, buddy, you know, and I'm not married. So I, I get that that can be way more challenging than I'm, you know, making it sound. But I wish couples would, you know, would do that. Absolutely. Looks like cake, your baked oatmeal. Yeah, it's, it's, I wanted it to be pliable and yet have a little bit of a crunch on the top. So I kind of over bake it and I cut the, the ratio of oatmeal to fruit is the oatmeal's higher. So I get more of a breaded type, you know, dish. Do you have any written recipes if people wanted to know how to make these? I, I did finally write this one up because so many people were asking, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I was like, it's fruit and oatmeal. It's just fruit and oatmeal, <laughs> fruit, oatmeal and cinnamon. And so, yes, I did. I just take about uh, two apples, two bananas and two of some other fruit. I cut them up. I put them in a pot and cook them till they're like almost like applesauce consistency and throw in a little cinnamon and then I dump just, you know, oatmeal in raw and stir it around till it's kind of, you know, so it's moist. And then in a baking dish and in the oven, 350 for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. If you do have it written up, can we put it in the show notes? Cause yeah, I think I can send that to you then, Chef AJ. I think I can do that. Because at some point it was like people kept asking. I thought, okay, maybe you should write that down somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. People love a good recipe like that. It's, like and it's just simple. It's just fruit and oatmeal. So, you know. Like portable oats. Yeah, portable oats. Yep. So, and you can go to the next slide. I think I had, um, that's what I don't eat. Because people, people are like, well, what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I don't eat. 
you know, so all of the things I just recently have added um, bread back into. And again, a little bit of it, I, I found. Really? Uh, okay. Not a slippery slope for you, huh? Yeah. No, I, I'm going to test it and see. I'm going to, as Dr. Lyle would say, I'm going to run the experiment. Run an experiment. What kind of bread did you add? I bought an Ezekiel, you know, and I think I just saw your um, thing. Yeah, the pacha bread. Yeah, just, yeah I, I think I might order a loaf of that because I do want like a healthy bread if I'm going to do bread at all. Um, I used to make sandwiches that were piled with ham and cheese and slathered with mayo. And so that's why I kind of think, okay, bread's not a good idea for me. But I thought, well, avocado toast every now and then is not a bad idea. So that's that's the current experiment we are running. So, okay, and next for slide. You. And that's my tips. It's like, you know, I know people who work and have children and pets can't do all the time I did. And I thought, hey, give me a call. I'll give you the short version of, you know, the two hour <laughs> interview I just listened to. Um, and, you know, pick something, you know, because people are like, I can't do what you did. Pick one thing, just pick one thing and then actually do it, you know. And I like that idea of, you know, striving to do your best, but not perfect. Now, I tend to be a real conscientious, so I am striving for perfection and not succeeding all the time. But um, because it's me, I don't have to worry about, you know, feeding other people. So that makes my life easier. My environment's pretty tight in this house, so... And learn to do it or take a class or watch that because people keep saying to me, well, don't you want to cook for me or make some? And it's like, no, there's like 10 billion, you know, videos on how to do all of this. So because I recommend yours, Chef Bravo's, Dylan, Well Your World and Brittany's. Those to me are the four main ones I watch pretty regularly, you know, especially if I want to learn how to do something new, you know. And I know, again, some people don't live near local markets, but if you live near farmer's markets or you can get to them or you do a, you know, a CSA, I'm, I've signed up for one that's about 40 miles from me and they deliver to my area like every Wednesday. So I'm getting organic produce every Wednesday for 36 weeks out the year. And that's costing me about 550 bucks. And I thought well, I can live with that. That's right, because yeah. you don't have your medication, monthly yeah. medication yeah. thing anymore. Yeah, because my medication went from, what, $135 down to $7. So. That's big savings. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I'm sure you notice it's like certain things I don't need anymore. Like I came out of the fast, like Listerine set my tongue on fire just about. I didn't realize it was that strong. And when I had changed and my taste buds were more sensitive, it was just like, okay, not doing mouthwash anymore. And I'm so much healthier. It's like, well, it turns out I don't need mouthwash. You know, I've had my dentist appointments. My dentist is like, your gums, your teeth are so much better. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not eating crap. Yeah. You know, so, and set up your environment as they say over and over again, you know. So the, those are the tips. And then I think the last page, there's a page of like books. And oh, these are the good movies on Netflix that I highly recommend. I'm not familiar with, started. I know the Game Changers, What's the Health and Cowspiracy, but I'm not familiar with Rotten or the C Word. Um, the C Word was about cancer. And again, the food how it affects the body and rotten. Ooh, I have to think back on that one because it's been a while since. Maybe I've something with teeth. <laughs> I think that was something about how much food we're wasting. I, I really, I have to, that one I have a blank on right now. So, so. I'll look it up real quick on Netflix and see if it's still there. Yeah. And cause I try to check these every now and then to make sure like, are they still Ooh, yeah, rotten. The docu-series about the heart of the food supply chain to reveal unsavory truths and expose hidden forces that shape what we eat. Does that sound about right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for checking. Sure. And no forks over knives for you? Uh, I did forks over knives. I originally had like their program and then it was kind of like, again, it's like, well, I can cook and I kind of know what I eat and I've got my routine now. So 
I, I started so many things that first year and it was kind of like, okay, like financially you cannot sustain all of this and time-wise you can't sustain all this. So little by little, it's kind of like I've changed or added something or taken something away. So uh, I thought I'll acknowledge now, you know, like some people are not on, on the big list anymore, you know. So, and then I think the next slide is, is that the, that's my picture of my books like two, three years ago. So, and that's what I was reading and recommending at the time. So, yep, I see the pleasure trap there and Barbara Rolls. And I, and I think it was kind of like, I think yours wasn't out yet when I took the picture. Hmm. Because, because now I have it here. So, Thank you. Well, I had one out, out called The Secrets to Ultimate Weight Loss in 2016. Yeah. I and I think, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I think I knew about it and then I didn't get it. I apologize, Chef Angel. That's okay. No, that that one, the one you have is, it's fine, but the one you have is more of a cookbook, but the, the, the other one is more of a weight loss book. It's about calorie density, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had done, I had done so many people's programs and then it was like, okay, you got to kind of stop and slow down here and, you know, and, and get a grip here. So, and then this is the other one. Oh, and it is in there, but you know, Dr. Lyle and Dr. Goldhammer, the pleasure trap. I highly recommend that one. And then oh, I, I have that one right here too. Yeah. And then, and the third one is the mastering diabetes with Robbie and Cyrus. I highly recommend that one. So, because especially anybody with diabetes, I'm thinking this, if this book is extremely helpful and then their program even more so, you know, so Next slide. I think we're almost at the oh, end. Wow. And there's my list. See, Chef AJ, Yay! you are in there. I made the list. You made the list. <laughs> so, yeah, but all those are to me, because again, I think it's so overwhelming. There's so much out there, you know, on the internet. It's like, what do you pick? What do you, you know, what's junk, you know? So this, this is the list of after my three years of watching multiple summits and multiple interviews and multiple courses or, you know, webinars, this, this is the group I recommend. I so. love it. I love it. All, all good people. All people that have been on the show, actually. Now yeah, I think everybody, yeah, I was going to say, I think you've had them all on the show. I, so, and there, everyone here is smart and knowledgeable and experienced, you know. Absolutely. Do you do any kind of continuing education now, like reread books, rewatch documentaries? I sometimes redo a summit. I originally, that first year, I was like buying everything. And then it was kind of like, okay, slow down, slow down. Like, let's pick some things that are, you know, really going to be helpful for the direction you're headed. And, um, and I'm retired. I have the time. So when a summit starts, I mean, they're generally five to six, seven days and three to five hours a day. I can literally sit and do that. And with my little notebook, take notes and and some of them I buy and some of them I don't buy. And um, that's, you know, how I've learned so much now, you know, so I. I actually have kind of started to lean towards I'd like to help somebody, you know, and people are like, well, get on the internet, get your website, get a program, write a book. And I thought, that's not me. I'm a, I'm a one-on-one -on -one kind of person. So, um, so I feel like, you know, um, God will lead me to that person. And, you know, hopefully I, I really, and I'm, I'm great at organizing. So I actually want to go to somebody's kitchen and help them like reset that kitchen up. It's like, let me in there. Let's take everything out of the cabinets. Let's figure out what we really need. Cause I had three cabinets in my kitchen that were for food, you know, for dry goods and crackers and cookies and cereal. And as soon as I got rid of all that food, it's like, well, you have three cabinets now that you can have pots and pans in or a new appliance. You know, I got an Instapot. 
I do listen to you, Chef AJ. Oh, thank you. Like, I'm getting an Instant Pot. She's got one, you know. So I, I have some of the basic appliances. I'm saving my money right now to get the, like, next bump up in the Vitamix, like the food processor blender combination. Mm -hmm. So Nice. And, thinking about doing the Breville air fryer. Oh yeah. So. That's a good, oh, that's what I would get before I'd get a blender. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I would. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I kind of have my little, little account here where I save money for the next item, you know, that I want. So it's like, okay, you're going to need that or you want that. So, so that's, that's where we're headed with that. So I think I've gotten a little bit better about not just signing up for everything or taking everything. It's kind of like even I, with as much time as I have, don't, you know, have all of that time. And I think, is that the end of the slide? That, that is the last slide. I will stop share because okay. I'd love to ask you, what about exercise? Do you exercise? Did you exercise? Did that play a role in your journey at all? Uh, initially, no, because I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym, you know, um, but I do walk. I, again, I'm very blessed. There's a nature path about a mile and a half from my house. So I actually go down there on a pretty regular, regular basis and walk that. Um, it's, it's just beautiful there. It's peaceful. I, I watch the seasons change. And then I started, I joined a gym um a couple weeks ago and have a trainer i just started doing that because i realized i need uh to improve my balance and uh, muscle tone you know because there was there was a lot of extra stuff here you know <laughs> and now there's less of it and i still have i was almost considering doing skin removal surgery because there is skin hanging on me um, but it's kind of like right now, let's oh. just gotta, you know, work on getting healthier and just accept that you've got a little extra stuff hanging on you, you know. And I thought when I look at that picture, you know, I think, well, hey, you really don't look like that anymore. So, mm -mm. you know, so much better. But I am creative. So I did little kits. This was how I continue to help people. And I had like, whoops. It's showing there like a little tomato paste that was organic. And I had little cards with a little food paper clip and my little card with all my social media on it. And then I just created like French fries and ketchup because I thought most people like fries and ketchup. And then on the back of this one, I've got the density thing. I thought everybody can understand that. And then all of those um, resources are on this little card. So you are on here, Chef AJ. Yay, made the card. <laughs> you are on here. So I passed out. I worked on those and created them. And I passed out over 100 of these. And I actually had a little packet, too, with a little bit of the spice mixture you would put on the on the fries. So Great idea. that was something I did. And then everybody that first year got a designer Christmas card with my food on it. I thought, why should I look for a card when I can do a pretty one myself? So. So what's so, been the best part about losing 70 pounds? The best part is like life is so much more interesting and fun. Life is so much more interesting and fun. I had this always this dream trip of going to um, uh, Australia. And I realized you're never going to get to Australia with, you know, carrying 70 pounds. You won't be able to do the tours. You won't be able to walk up and down steps or any of that. And so you know, I now feel like that's a trip that can happen, you know. That's, it's funny because Esther Loveridge, I don't know if you've seen her on my show a few times. Uh -huh. She's the lady that lost 140 pounds. She waited till she was 70. And it wasn't even because she had any disease or medication. It was because her knee hurt and she wanted to travel. That's a big motivator for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Well, the whole seatbelt thing, I, I had gotten it down to this very slick, little, very discreet. I would step on the plane and say, may I have a seatbelt extender? And I would just, they would hand it off. I would just tuck it in and walk right back to my seat. So no one ever knew I needed that extender. 
And then I took a picture when I came back from the retreat of me with the seatbelt on and no extender and sent this picture to my sister. And she's like, why are you sending me a picture with you? And it's because it's just the shot of the seatbelt and my legs, you know? Yeah. And I know I that's thought, gotta be rough. I was on a plane yesterday and the lady next to me had to ask for one and I yeah. you know, feels. Yeah, it feels, it was just hard. It's a horrible feeling to yeah. have to, the first time it was like, you know, they go up and get one. It's almost like they announce they're getting one. They walk it, showing it to everybody. And I thought, so I had that down really very slick. It was like, I'll take one now and let me go back to my seat. And so when I did not need one, it was like, and I could cross my legs, which again, a lot of people who are thin don't realize heavy people can't cross their legs easily. Yeah. So things like that, you know, it's kind of like, and my first shopping trip for clothes was fun. Cause it was kind of like the lady was like, well, what size you wear? I was like, well, I don't know what size I wear. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, <laughs> I said, you tell me what size I wear. Do you ever worry you'll gain it back? Uh, every now and then, I think not for me because it was such an, an ugly part of my life. It was, it was negative. It was, you know, I didn't think well, I, you know, just so many things about it. I didn't like, it's like, this is a lot more fun. <laughs> this is a lot more fun and interesting. During your journey, did you have any slips and slides or what I like to call snack accidents? If you did, how did you get back on track and what advice do you have people to, to get back on track? Um, my slips are, cause I would say technically I have not slipped, but my slips are that I will still overeat. Um, it's just healthy food. Uh, one of my sweets now is this, this fruit oatmeal bake. Um, that first year I made it a lot. I made it a lot. I made it pretty regular and I just kind of ate my way through the year with that. Um, since then I've kind of, you know, backed off a little bit. It's like, okay, let's make it quarterly or let's make some for the holidays. Um, uh, I discovered sun-dried figs at Costco in a three-pound bag. And that's my favorite treat. So again, I will get those when I really feel like I'm desiring, you know, something sweet. I will get them and I will eat them. And sometimes I emotionally beat myself up about it. And other times it's like, you know what? I'm going to eat these and enjoy them. Good for you. Do you eat pretty much consistently the same types of meals every day? Or do you like to rotate things? Like, can you take us through, like, you know, people love to know what does Shelly eat in a day? <laughs> Shelly eats steamed vegetables for breakfast, sometime lunch and dinner that day. If I just do a big pot, um, usually a big salad for lunch. And my salads usually have about 10 to 12 ingredients. There'll be like two or three lettuces, tomatoes, cauliflower, broccoli, onions, you know, carrots, beets will be in there. So I make a, I tend to do a big mixture of multiple vegetables and it either is getting steamed or roasted and then the big salads and then I'll do that fruit salad uh, thing, especially throughout the summer. I'll make that several times. I'm okay with eating the same thing several days in a row. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, it's too much work to make, you know, like, you know, this on Monday and that on Tuesday and that on Wednesday, you know, I'm kind of like, no, I'm okay with eating the same roasted vegetables three, four days in a row. Cause I'm about efficiency. Like I have those big trays, you know, so I just lay out a massive amount of food all chopped up on it. I'm prepping, you know, like maybe Monday for a couple of hours and then it's all going to tray and then I can eat for, you know, three, four days without doing any work. Do you do any kind of batch cooking? Yep, that is my batch cooking. I, I do. I'm trying to think, and I don't have a picture of my, but I have like um, the the big um, flat, low baker trays that are about that size. You know, that'll I'll have two of them full of food, and then they both go in the oven, and then that's usually gets me through like three, four days worth of of eating. 
and I just, I just switch up with what the vegetables are. You know, I mostly do the shopping at a local farmer's market. They now kind of know me, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like at first I went there and, you know, I said to the guy, I'm going to need like a lot of food every week. And, and I asked, cause it's an Amish farmer and he's got Amish ladies helping him prep the food. And I said, I said, could I get some of this stuff chopped up and like ready to go? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, next Friday I'll be here. Can I have like three heads of cauliflower cut up, the Brussels sprouts trimmed, you know? And he was like, yeah. And I showed up and he didn't have any of it ready. <laughs> and I thought, well, I thought we agreed on this, you know? And uh, so I, I got the stuff that day, you know, I just took home those items. And then the following week, I said, I'd like to have three heads of cauliflower cut up, you know, four pounds of Brussels sprouts trimmed, you know. So I went back the following Friday and he still didn't do it. And I thought, you got one more time here with me to get this food prep. So I do not do all of the prepping, certain things I don't mind cutting myself, but now some of it, I just pay a little bit extra. And now it's three and a half years that I've been going there. So I show up and they're like, Shelly, we've got your vegetables ready, you know? And I'm like, great, thank you, you know? So do, you, do you eat out and do you travel? And if so, how do you manage it? I hardly eat out and I did what um one of the interviewers recommended I went to there was a local restaurant near me and a, a friend was coming into town and so I went there a day ahead of time and said you know can you feed me and how are you going to feed me and I actually took three of their salads and got them kind of mixed together and remove like the two things that were in each one of the salads that I wouldn't eat. And um, they were actually very nice and made it happen. And I got a big tasty salad that next night when I went for the meal. So I will go back to that restaurant again. I'm a little leery of other restaurants. Um, when I travel, I, I prep. I just prep and cook and I've got little lock containers and my big lunch bag and it all goes with me. And my favorite travel meal is potatoes and peas. <laughs> I do potatoes and peas. I'll buy a big thing of carrots. I'll buy a thing of small mini peppers and, you know, a stalk of celery and I'll get all that stuff chopped up. And um, I try not to do nuts too much, but if I have to get on a plane, I will take nuts with me because that does help me like be on a plane and be, you know, out all day that it takes to get to another place on the planet. <clears throat> what do you say to anyone who's maybe hesitant to try this lifestyle or given up hope that they could, you know, get off their medications and like don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. This is, this is doable. There's, you know, a lot of things, forces that are trying to stop you from doing it, but make up your mind and get some information and, and take a step. Um, and I will be glad to try to help someone. Well, if people want to get in touch with you, Shelly, can they follow you on social media? Do you have a yes. website? Yes, they can. I have the social media and Chef AJ, again, I can send that. Yes, well, everything you'll send me will Yeah, I'll just notes. send you, yeah. Yep, I can do that, so. Well, congratulations. Everyone Thank loves a good you. success story. You should be very proud of yourself. Yep, I'm like, just please consider doing something for your health and for you you know, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but you will come out on the other side so much better, happier, healthier, more positive, more energy. It's just, it does happen. It does happen. So. Amen. I just noticed your beautiful quilt behind you, but I mean, I noticed it, but I, I, just, it's, I know that's my food quilt. It's hard to find food fabric yeah, that doesn't so have fries or coffee or pizza on it. It took a while, but I was <laughs> determined to find food fabric and, and make myself a couple of things. So, well, that's it. If you did write a book, what do you think you'd call it? Ooh, I don't know. I, I, ooh, I have a blank on that. I mean, so, I mean, I titled my article in the magazine, sick and tired of being sick and tired. So that might, that might good be one. a title. That's that a good one. A title. So. Thank you so much, Shelly. Well, thank you, Chef AJ. This was very cool. 
I know. It was great. And thanks to all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow for another fabulous guest. <laughs>